Hey everybody, this is Kirk Walden and welcome to the Faith Revolution Podcast. This is Kirk. And this is Jen. And it's great to have you on the podcast today. And today is one of those uncomfortable ones once again, and we're going to be talking about labels. Mm, labels, this has been something uh, on my heart for some time now. And I just feel like there's a lot to uncover in this topic for us as men and women of faith. There is. And, and I look at it is labels we put on ourselves. I want to talk about that. Labels we put on others. And then there is a label I believe that God wants for us. And so I want to just kind of jump in here and, and talk first about labels that we put on ourselves. And this is tough because to be honest with you, Jen, there are labels that I'm very comfortable with. Mm-hmm. I want some labels. Mm-hmm. Are you the same way? Yeah, I agree. I think they're I think to really get to the root of it, first of all, labels are things we start collecting from the time we're very young. Labels are their natural part of human existence. I don't think either of us would even say they're bad necessarily, but I do think that they can become an enemy to who God wants us and needs us to be. Yeah, exactly right. Well, I look at at my life, and there are labels that I have carried somewhat proudly at times. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know my work with Life Affirming Ministries, and that gives me one label. Uh, Our faith can give us a label in some ways if we believe certain things, and, and yet I get very comfortable with those and I go, okay, this means I'm part of a tribe. Mm-hmm. And if I feed into that label, I know that I'm going to get some attaboys for that. And people are going to go, go get them, Kirk. This is great. And so I get very comfortable with that and I want to live in the label. Right. And that's where so, it gets tough. Yeah. So starting maybe by saying, what do we mean by the word label? How would we even define that? Oh, that's a good one. Well, I see it defined as things we believe maybe theologically. Uh, We can look at denominations as labels. We can look at all those things. And we can also look at at things we believe out there maybe sociologically as labels. Our views on political issues can be labels. Uh, I'm a this, my political party. Or you're a that because you're to the left of me or you're to the right of me. And so we've got these labels that we create. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. So maybe we first want to start about the labels we put on ourselves Yeah. as our, our first major point. What are the labels that we put on ourselves that we carry Yeah, and, and with, why? Yeah. And again, I, I would say that it's because it makes me comfortable. Mm-hmm. I want to have certain labels so that people look at me and go, I'm one of you. And I'm in the bunch. I'm in the tribe. Uh, I also want people to look at my labels and say, he's not one of me. It's funny because I kind of create enemies that way if I'm not careful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do think labels are very deceptive sometimes. I think we're carrying labels can be bad that we are carrying. Like, I'm not a good person. I'm not. I'm this. I'm I'm never going to be successful. I'm. I'm a liar. I'm I'm this. You know, we can carry those kinds of labels that are very very damaging to our identity as men and women of Christ. And sometimes we're carrying them and we don't even realize it. It's so subtle. It's this narrative we constantly play in our head. And I think sometimes we carry that label and it gets comfortable to say, "Well, I've I've always been this. This is what I'm always going to be." It could be our ethnicity. 
another mm-hmm. label that we care. I'm proudly this or, or whatever it might be. And I know we're trying to be careful not to say the labels because we don't want to get that in our heads. It's mm-hmm. just so hard because we do get caught up in these things. And you know, the fact of the matter is, Jen, we're always going to have to deal with them in some Mm -hmm. way. But what we want to get to in this podcast is how do we break through those to something deeper that even if somebody sees sees us as a certain label, they see something greater Mm -hmm. than the label. That's where I want to go. Yeah. I I think to, to me, to start with the labels we carry that we put on ourselves, and maybe it is because somebody said something to us as a kid. It could be you know, the, like I said, the narrative of our own mind, of failure, of of whatever. I think a lot of us carry that into our adulthood and never realize it. But I think there's hope because I don't think this achieves God's purpose for us. I don't think it achieves the kind of fruit. We, you and I talk a lot about being good fruit. We don't want to be bitter. We don't want to be sour. We certainly don't want to be rotten fruit. And so how do we become that good fruit that he wants us to be because it achieves his purpose. It's very selfish on God's part. He wants us to be good fruit because that's what will attract people to his team. That's what will attract people to the hope and joy that he has for us. But when we carry around these negative labels and it creates a, it can create a root of failure and bitterness in us and it's not God. And for me there was so much power in just recognizing that's not him. That's not what he wants me hearing and and building in my heart. It's a problem. It's like a disease, really, when I carry these negative labels. And even when we create positive labels for ourselves, Mm, I am this. The challenge is our tribe, I'm comfortable with the label because my tribe loves it. Mm -hmm. However, if we're talking about reaching people with the hope of faith, If we're talking about that, these people may see our label that we're so proud of in a terribly negative light and never listen to us Mm -hmm. because of the label we put on ourselves Mm -hmm. and we display proudly and wave the flag. Yeah. I honestly used to look at it as weakness in myself when I I might hide a label, I guess would be the best way to put it, with someone that I knew might get offended by that label. So I would hide that label that I was wearing. I, as an older person now who's lived a lot more life, I realize that that's actually strength and maturity. Of course, I think the enemy of God and the enemy of us as people wants us to think that if we're not proudly standing up for whatever label we think we're supposed to be carrying, that that's weakness. But I mean, look at Paul. Look at what he said. It's like, no, this is strength to be able to sit in a moment and cast aside whatever it is I think is so important that I put between me and another person. And I cast it aside to just be in that moment of loving that person. That strength. Wow. I want that. Yeah, I do too. And so I'm having to rethink how I view the labels I put on myself. I want people to see something beyond the label. And so what is it? And this is what we're moving toward. What is it that God really wants to for us to exude in front of other people. Is it the label or is it something greater? And that's where we want to go. Because first we put labels on ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. Talked about that. And then we put labels on other, Mm. other people, which diminishes our ability to reach out to them. Mm -hmm. Because as soon as I place a label on someone, I create all of these misperceptions in my mind. Mm -hmm. I don't want to look at the whys of that label. I just want to look at it and say, well, you are one of those, and maybe I need to fix you. 
Mm-hmm. Maybe I need to set you aside and not mm-hmm. engage with you because you're one of those. And we lose so many, so many possibilities, so many opportunities to speak into somebody's life and to just engage with them and maybe be a friend with them. Right. And I think it's one of the hardest things we do because it's so much easier to have a label, to pick a side, I'm right, you're wrong, and and just be done with it. It feels safe and it feels justified. I, I mean, I have felt very justified in some of my labels. And even, you know, as much as I, I'm looking at it differently, I'm still stopping myself and thinking, you're not giving that person a shot. You're just looking at them as a label. And that ain't God's way. You know, that is just not how he ever does things. And it's very subtle, especially in Christianity today, mm-hmm. because this person has a different view on this particular theological issue, right? Mm-hmm. They're trying to follow Jesus. I'm trying to follow Jesus, but we have a, a little bit of a difference there. And yet we say, oh, we smile, we, you know, we love you and all this kind of stuff. But underneath, they're always going to be that label in our minds. Mm-hmm. And I can never have full communion, full relationship with them. There's always going to be a sticking point because of their label that mm-hmm. I perceive. And maybe they're doing the same thing with me. Instead of just saying, hey, what are we really shooting for here? We're letting an issue here or an issue there subtly, very subtly divide us. We, you know, we do this all the time. Yeah. And I think too, it's I hope I can make this point. It makes sense in my head, but you know how that goes in getting the words out. Don't always, it doesn't always line up. But I'm thinking about, um, I've told you this, when I was diagnosed with cancer when I was 29, I got involved with the American Cancer Society, which I, or is it the American (laughs) Cancer Association? No, it's the American Cancer Society. It's ACS. You're on. Okay, me in details. All right, so, um, I get involved, and I really can't say enough about what they do to help the families and individuals hit by this horrible disease. Can't say enough. But what happened was right after I got through with all my treatments, which was, for anybody that knows my story, it was just grueling. It was just this massive attack on me in so many ways in my life. Well, I had a lot of people that wanted me to become kind of a spokesperson for this issue of cancer. The face of the ACS in the community. Right. Relay and, for Life and those yeah, things. Yeah, which great, I love great stuff. those programs and it's, it's amazing what's been done. I, I would not be here without those, those movements and those fights to help to help find cures for cancer, I would not be alive today. And I'm so painfully aware of this. But it was very hard for me to wear that label. And I didn't want to, to be honest. I just mentally could not. Because even though I knew, like, there's a very high likelihood this cancer will never return, you know, there's still that small percentage that it could. And Having to live in that place, I couldn't separate it in my mind. I wish I was strong enough to separate it and just do the things. I couldn't. I think about women that we are very precious friends of ours that are post-abortive. And they've been courageous and they are willing to say, you know, I did this and and wear that label. But the truth is they are not that label. They, they don't want that to be their identity. And I think that sometimes we think people want to wear a label and we need to be so 
so careful in assuming that. I think about people in their ethnicity, people in so many different places. We, we've talked to, I, I think of some conversations with some friends of ours that you would look at them and you want to slap a label on them. And they're like, I don't, I don't want that label. That I, I am a person. Look at me. Look into my eyes and see who I am. I'm not a label. And so I kind of went on a tangent, but I just think this is such a powerful thing for us to realize that labels, they can be damaging and they're not, we don't see one another. We don't see our hearts when all we see is a label. Well, we get we get pigeonholed into those areas and we can't seem to get out. And so we take on those labels even more, and then it, it, it all gets confusing. Here's the thing, though. God, we know we're not going to eliminate labels. Put it right. that way. But God wants us to break through all of that, mm. to be something greater than the label. And that's the challenge we all face. I can't stop people from labeling me in certain ways, whether it be my political views, my theological views, my work. Any, I can't stop that. But what I can do is rise above it. Mm. And that's what Jesus did so incredibly well. You, we were talking about it earlier today, you and I, when we were discussing this podcast, that Jesus was labeled as a guy from Galilee. He was labeled as... Uh, the Pharisees labeled him in all sorts of ways. Everybody seemed to have a label for Jesus, but every time they tried to stick a label on him, he broke through it. And he saw people in different ways. When people would see labels on people, Jesus would break through. We were talking about the woman caught in adultery. Well, she's an adulteress, and, and that's her label, right? And so let's stone her. And Jesus, instead of saying we don't need to use labels or anything like that, he said, basically, okay, folks, if you want to play the label game, let's label things this way. Anybody who's not a sinner, go ahead and throw a stone. Well, all of a sudden, they couldn't play the adultery game. Mm -hmm. They had to say, if we've ever sinned against God, we don't get to throw a stone. So he broke through all of that, and he found the heart of a woman who was broken. Yeah. I, I, we were talking, too. I just love the thought that God loves to work with people through their labels because he shines greatest in those moments. He gets to say, oh, you think that's who this person is? I, I thought about salmon and did I say it right? I don't know. because is it I, salmon or salmon? I don't know. All I know, <laughs> what I know is we find him, we find him in the Old Testament and he's the guy who married Rahab the harlot label, right? Right. There's, there's the harlot She's label. She's the harlot for all of history, you and know, yet, human and, history. I want to say it again and again. Salmon is one of my heroes, or salmon, whatever. It, but he's one of my heroes because this guy saw through the label of harlot and saw the heart. And as a result, Salmon, Salmon and Rahab gave birth to Boaz, who saw through the label <laughs> of Ruth as a Moabite and saw her as someone he wanted to bring uh. into his home. And then we see this line leading to Jesus, leading, well, through David to Jesus. And I go, okay, there's someone who saw through yeah. all the labels and this changed the world, led to our yeah. Messiah. Wow. I, I have goosebumps right now thinking about just the power of God to say, I will not be limited by your labels, humanity. I will not play your games. And I I want to be that kind of person that is running through life with a new lens of, of freedom where when I have a moment with somebody, it's me and you. 
We're in this together. I am not going to allow a label to get between me and you and the love of Jesus Christ, his death, burial, resurrection, and the freedom that he can bring to us beyond any, they really, these labels become ridiculous. I was hoping you'd use that word. I thought, if she says ridiculous, I'm with her. Or as your sister would say, redonkulous. Yeah. (laughs) That, you know, this, I don't care what it is. What label is more powerful than the label of Jesus Christ on our lives? You think your ethnicity, your gender, your wealth status or lack thereof? What, what is it that's more powerful than the label of Jesus Christ stamped on you? Yeah. Which isn't a label. It's not a label because it can't be removed. It's there to stay. <laughs> That's right. It, it is there to say, stay. And I think is Jesus showed us, how do you break through this stuff? <clears throat> and again, he did it with the woman caught in adultery. Mm-hmm. He did it with Samaritans. You know, we, we tell the story of the woman at the well and how he went through Samaria and and talked to her. And she said, you Jews, label. Mm-hmm. You don't speak to us, do you? And he offers her living water. And this Samaritan woman, there's the label again, ends up becoming the first person that he says plainly to, I'm the Messiah. And she becomes maybe his first evangelist because she mm-hmm. goes and talks about him. And yet Jesus later on, when we're talking about the greatest commandments, right? Mm-hmm. And Jesus says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second commandment is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. He gets the question, who's my neighbor? Mm-hmm. And he tells the story of all people of a Samaritan who reaches out to help. And so he blows up the idea of labels through a story of what love looks like. Mm. And I think Jesus was committed to this, to look beyond the labels, to break through the label to the heart of the matter. And I look at us, Jen, and people will label us in different ways. and, uh, And I don't need to go through all of them. And we will if we're not careful, label other people in certain ways. But every time I do this, I need to step back and say, Kirk, let's break through. Because how do you want people, they they may say, well, Kirk has this label, but, and this is the but I want. But he is a person of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. That's who he is. I want that to break through any label that they see. We want to be bigger than the label. That's, I don't know, that's the goal for me. I love it. It's it's such a distraction. And it is not allowing for this incredible work of God when we allow a label to become, uh, like you said, I I can find myself feeling um, judgmental of anybody who looks at my labels and says, well, aren't they? Isn't she just blank? Or I feel like they're judging me because of my label. Or maybe they're not being kind to me because of my label. I don't care what it is. But can I push through and past all that to get in a moment with somebody and not even let... We're just going over that whole nonsense that I'm a label, you're a label. No, let's... Let, I love, you know, the fruits of the Spirit that you just you just listed. That's the bait. That's the thing that'll shake the world and shake be, a person. Yeah, if we want to be fishers of men and women... There's yeah. the bait. And it's and it's funny because it's not saying, here's the thing. I, I, I'm involved sometimes in political things and talk about that, whatever. But what I want is for someone to look at me and say, well, Kirk is this. But you know what? I found that he is a person of love, joy, peace. Go mm-hmm. down that list. That's <laughs> who he really reminds me of. That's what really 
comes out to me. That's what I want people to be able to say. It's not to say we can't speak out on things, but we do so with love, with peace, with all these things, so that if we can do that, I think that the labels, they'll never disappear. Just going to say, they'll always be there. People always want to do that. It's comfortable. It's easy to do that. But let's create something bigger Mm -hmm. than the label. Even just the word Christian. I mean, yes, I'm a Christ follower. It is every ounce of who I am. But even that label of Christian, it's it's shallow in a weird way. It's it's got to be who I am radiating. Uh, it's got to be you'll know and they'll know that we're Christians by our love for one another. It's got to be the fabric, the fiber of who I am in a very tangible, deep way. Ooh, uh, when I, you just hit me with something there because I've got a label maker. As <laughs> yes, you I, do. I love my label maker. I label all my file folders. I won't write on a file folder. I always put the label on. That's exciting for me. It's one of my goals in life is to be a great label maker <laughs> and organize. But what I see you saying is we could get that label maker and stick the label Christian on our forehead that we go out in front and people see that. Or they see a reflection Mm. of Jesus Christ. Which one are they going to see? Are they going to see the label or the reflection? And they go, oh, okay. If they see the reflection, they say, well, this person radiates what I think Jesus looked like when he walked this earth. Or is it a label that just sticks there that people, then they begin to judge. Well, a Christian is a good thing or a Christian is a judgmental bad thing. You know, because again, different perceptions. If we wear the label (laughs) proudly, just remember that there will be different perceptions of that label. Our tribe will love us. Those who don't believe like we do are going to be angry with us. I have a quick story about that. You know this story, but it was so powerful for me. I have a shirt that says, what's your story? Which I love that shirt, but on it had um, a Christian symbol in the word faith. Well, I was going to Goodwill and I didn't think much of it. I throw on that t-shirt, I'm, I'm unloading. And this man working at Goodwill, he said, oh, what's your story? And then he starts talking to me and he says, boy, I could tell you some stories. But then he looks and he said, oh, is this a church thing? And oh, I was like a deer in the headlights. I'm like, huh? What do I say to him? I'm like, I want him to keep talking, but I can't be dishonest. I mean, yeah, it is. It changed everything. And then he began telling me about negative experiences he had had in the church. And all I could sit in there and say, I'm sorry, you know. That's it. That's it. It it ended the conversation. And I hate that he just saw a label on me all of a sudden. Because before he saw that label, he was really opening up about his life with me. I, I don't know where it would have led. I, I, I want to go back and find that guy. I've literally gone back. I've never seen him again and and do better. But I, I don't know. I, I just think it was such a powerful experience for me of I missed out on an opportunity. Was that his fault? Well, yeah, but you know, when he was telling me some of the things that had happened to him because of church, literally just some of the damaging things, and I couldn't deny that those were things were damaging, it shut down my opportunity to just be loved to him. So, if I. And, and that's hard for me and for you to hear because we created the t shirt. Yes. We love the the t-shirt that says, what's your story? But we added a Christian symbol. It said something about faith on it. And we thought, this is great. Yeah. And yet someone saw the label, which kind of led to this podcast today. 
And just to be honest, we don't wear those t-shirts anymore. We're, we're not putting them out there because what's your story is great. Mm-hmm. But once we added the label, we saw, and I think God used that guy to help us mm-hmm. see something. Yeah. Because we were proudly, you know, here we are. We're, yeah. we're putting our faith out there. And, and yet it, it came backfired on us. And like I said, I would have told you in my past life, you know, in my past experience, oh, you've got to be brave. You've got to be courageous. you got to take a stand. And I, I, I hear this within Christianity. But I am realizing, no, the the strong place to hold on to in, in faith is I will be whatever I need to be in a moment for somebody to see the love of Jesus Christ radiating from me. No label is going to share that powerful, amazing love. No t-shirt. I, I And I love my friends on Facebook, but not even some, you know, big post about... I'm not saying stop it, but I'm just saying even that. We just need to look at this in light of what do we want to what do we want to reflect? Yeah, because our tribe will be sitting there cheering, saying, "Woo, way to go! Yeah, you say it, girl. You got this." Over a hundred likes. <laughs> yes, woohoo! But but is that okay? Do I want to grow the tribe, or do I want to? isolate and circle and circle in the wagons i you know i believe we're being called to reach out to a hurting world and sometimes that means i have to i have to do the hard thing and die to myself which is what i think this whole label thing's about it's about dying to ourselves sometime yeah because we do get worth in these labels we do i know i do yeah it's funny. I go back to Peter when he was sharing for the first time publicly, and he said, Jesus, and I don't have this in front of me, but he was a good man. He was a man who went about doing good. Mm-hmm. I think, wait a minute. He didn't mention he was a Jew like us. He didn't mention all these different things in the beginning. It was just he was a guy who went around doing good. It was very simple. And so as, as we wrap this up, I think maybe for time's sake, we need to do this. But I want to go back and say labels. Mm-hmm. We put them on ourselves sometimes because it's very comfortable to be part of the tribe. But is that what we really want in our lives? Yeah. And I always want to go back to the labels we put on ourselves that are damaging because of the voices of defeat. And God does not want that for you. God is going to, if you let him, he's going to peel it off. It'll be like a Band-Aid. It might hurt to rip off that label, but he does not want you wearing those damaging, ridiculous labels. Of what I used to be or a decision I made years ago Mm -hmm. or, or anything like that. So labels, some of them are good and make us feel comfortable. Some of them are bad and we feel like we need to put them out there to be vulnerable or whatever it is. It's like Paul said, yeah, I'm the chief of all sinners, but he moves right on past Mm -hmm. that. He didn't walk around saying, folks, I'm the chief of all sinners speaking to you. And so let's talk about my label of chief of all. He did did it maybe one time and moves on. The second point is that we put labels on others. Mm -hmm. And we do this, which closes off our ability to connect Mm -hmm. with other people because we get these preconceived notions ourselves Mm -hmm. and we're unable to be in the moment. And we don't see their heart. We don't see their eyes. We we just label them. And and really, when we do that, we're throwing people away. Oh, my goodness. I don't want you to say that. Let's move on to something nice. No, that's (laughs) true. We do. We, we set people aside and we do it, quote, in love, unquote. Well, you know, they're just outside of God or His will or whatever it is. And no, 
we don't, Jesus didn't cast anybody aside. He didn't do that. He always gave opportunity, no matter the label, tax collector, sinner, adulteress, all these people got opportunities because he never cast anybody aside with a label. So, mm-hmm. and then finally, what's the label God wants? Oh, for I us? am going to say this just so we we're very fair and transparent here. I mean, He did label people. Well, that's you true. Hypocrites. <laughs> you know, He did like. But you know what? Mm-hmm. It wasn't like He He labeled them in. He labeled them because of behaviors, right? And not because of something they could do nothing about or something in their past. Mm-hmm. It was often the religious leaders attacking him, and he had to, I don't think he was labeling, but identifying who they were. Mm-hmm. You're being a hypocrite. You're looking at the outside instead of looking at the heart, and I have to call that out. So he did mm-hmm. He did do that from time to time. That's fair. Uh, but finally, let's touch on that last topic one more time, the label God wants for us. I think he wants me and you, Jen, and our listeners I know are in the, in the same boat with us, uh, that we want to be reflections mm-hmm. of who Jesus is. We want to be that reflection, not, not a label of even I'm a Christian, although that's not a bad label, mm-hmm. but there's something greater than that. Yeah, that just radiates joy and peace and love. And that that's what's going to turn the world upside down. That's what's going to turn somebody's day upside down is when we are radiating. God is for me. He's for you. Who the Son is set free. He's free indeed. You know, that's that's what'll wake us up. That's what'll help us look past labels and and see the heart of every child out there that God wants to call into himself. I don't need a label that drags around my past with me. I don't need a label to proudly proclaim something I believe or think about or or whatever it is or my ethnicity or anything like that. I don't need that. The greatest Thing we can do is repl- reflect who yeah. he is in us. And, and if we can do that, there will always be labels. But if we can reflect, uh, we're going to win people with that bait. We put labels on ourselves. We need to be very careful about that. And we also need to be careful about putting labels on others. And I think what we need to do is be a reflection so that the labels fall aside and people see the true heart of who we are and that we see the heart of others as well. We do that, we're doing pretty well. Over the years, Jen and I have been blessed to partner with Heartbeat International and pregnancy centers across this country. These centers are places where men and women faced with an unexpected pregnancy can find resources, love, and support. Everything from mentoring, material resources, to parenting and financial classes, pregnancy help centers provide that safe landing place for those facing this difficult situation. If you want to help your local pregnancy center, here's what you do. Just go to optionline.org. You can plug in your zip code or hometown, and it'll direct you to the nearest pregnancy center to your home. If you want a positive way to support life, this is it. So join us in supporting your local pregnancy help center. Thanks for joining the discussion today. I'm always interested in connecting, so if you'd like to get in touch, just go to kirkwalden.com and drop me an email. Check out the show notes for a transcript, references, and a few products inspired by today's show. The Faith Revolution is edited by JDW Productions and hosted by Captivate. Today's music is Positive Ideas by Sound Design.